Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Coulter, th- this is cool. So you and I, the, the, the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival, which is coming up, by the way. Next month. Uh, this this next month. It's it's such an interesting thing because the documentary film circuit is sort of a, it's almost like a season. It's an annual thing and it builds up and it builds up and it ends at the Oscars, right? The, which are coming up. And obviously that's not just for doc documentary. It's obviously all cinema and acting and the whole deal. Uh, but the uh, Big Sky Documentary Film Festival is a major event in this town every single year. Uh, last, you know, uh, uh, two weeks, I think, it's, it, it goes all over v- venues all over the city. And it is one of the very early documentary film festivals. But it is, for lack of a better word, accredited, where winners at the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival are accepted as entrants into other bigger festivals. And we had the great privilege last year to uh, host an interview, uh, Bruce Franks Jr., who was at the time a uh, representative in the Missouri State Senate, but from East St. Louis. And so the district of East St. Louis, a very, very one of the one of the toughest areas in the country uh, that he was from. And this documentary, which was made by him and a group of folks who who were with him and that we got to spend time with, spectacular people, and the, the, the film, St. Louis Superman, is uh, a short documentary. I think it's maybe 20, 20 minutes, but it's, it's a, you know, a short, as they say. And it won the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival within the category. It went on. It did very well, very well, on and on down the line. And it is now officially a finalist for an Oscar award, one of five or six in, uh, well, the world, to be on the shortlist at the Oscars. And I'm sitting here looking at my friend Bruce Franks, looking at my friend 
Po C. Tang, who is one of uh, the documentary makers, uh, works for the New York Times and is, is uh, very involved in the process on the creative side of things. Standing here with doggone Brad Pitt, man, at the Oscars luncheon. You kidding me? My friends, I consider them friends. We had three wonderful days together, <laughs> and uh, and it, I mean they were great. They absolutely just enjoyed. But I wanted to shout out our guy Bruce Franks in particular, the subject of the film, uh, for the film and the filmmakers for for being finalists at the Oscars and now doing this whole red carpet deal. I mean, you know, for all I said earlier about celebrity, give me all the Brad Pitt you got. You know what I mean? I'll take I'll take that in uh, in in bulk. The only Bobby Houck line I really want to steal is. That I'm dressing up as George Clooney for Halloween for the rest of my life. This <laughs> is my costume. Again. Yep. It's me. <laughs> I'm him. Very good. Anyway, shout out uh, St. Louis Superman. By the way, if you haven't seen it, great, great film. Uh, and it's and uh, palatable in the time, you know, 20 minutes. You got 20 minutes. So don't watch the thing. Uh, Coulter, the Boise State Broncos are in a rift with the Mountain West Conference, okay? And the rift, by the way, is official. It's official. Here you go. Uh, This is a joint statement released by the conference and the university, Boise State and the Mountain West. Last week, Boise State filed a complaint regarding media rights against the Mountain West Conference. However, that action alone does not formally begin a lawsuit. The university and the Mountain West Conference are currently in discussions in hopes of bringing this matter to a resolution without litigation. What is the matter? The matter is this. The newest television rights for football uh, 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 contract with the Mountain West was just negotiated between the Mountain West Conference and what turned out to be Fox Sports and CBS Sports Network. And when Boise State elected to stay in the Mountain West because they they had an opportunity about 10 years ago to go to the Big East, and one of the points of, of or, or one of the leverage points that was included in the contract or the CBA or whatever it is, was that Boise State would get to negotiate its own football contract aside from what uh, with with uh, with rights deals aside from what the conference itself did because it was and is still the number one football program in the conference has had the most success has obviously you know you can talk about the Fiesta Bowls and all that but has also been a semi regular uh you know part of the New Year Six Bowls as the a group of six uh, or a group of five, whatever it is, uh, attendee, but also always seemingly always in the top 20, 25 teams in the country and always in the hunt for that and has been without question, the standard bearer for the conference when it comes to football and has brought without question, the most national attention to the mountain West when it comes to football. Well, I mean, the the Mountain West, a large part of the reason the Mountain West exists is because of Boise State. I mean, it was one of the the, right. the pioneering members. I mean, the, the the dissolving of the WAC coincided with Boise State leaving the WAC. Boise State and TCU were the two that left and then went to the Mountain West. And this is, I mean, there's a lot of parallels to what we were talking about in the last hour about either propping up or tearing down the superior schools in your league. I mean, we, we can talk all about the 
The ins and outs and the logistics. Utah was also in the Mountain West. Right. No, Utah in the Mountain. Yeah, what pioneering member, certainly. And I honestly think that, this is a tangent, but I also honestly think that the Utah story doesn't get enough play. The fact that Utah is the only school, really, out West that went from whack to the Mountain West to the Power Five, and they've done it, and not only done it, but done it well, been very competitive in the revenue sports, it's it's understated how impressive it is. Obviously, yeah. they have huge money advantages. I mean, they were able to build and cultivate Pac-12 resources that no one else that went on that same path could have ever dreamed of doing. But still, it's amazing that Utah was once in the same league as Idaho and is now the premier football program in the Pac-12. Right. I mean, yeah, they, they certainly were this year. Uh, by the way, so here's, here's again, the issue uh, at hand is that this has been what the agreement was and as far as Boise State was concerned it was an agreement in perpetuity that they would always have the option to negotiate their own television contracts their own rights deals with the football team thereby getting significantly more money than the rest of the the schools and teams in the conference Craig Thompson who is the commissioner of the uh, Mountain West was asked what is the you know, what is the deal with the negotiations as it pertains to Boise State being separate? And he said, well, quite simply, this is a quote, we negotiate Boise State's home football game separately, and we did for this contract. This will be arguably the last contract. We will negotiate Boise State separately, but their membership agreement when they were, we named them to the Mountain West Conference years ago, predicated on us negotiating their home game separately. And then a follow-up question, uh, was was basically well, why would this be the last one or what's going on there he said again that's the whole membership agreement was discussed in december with the board of directors and as we move forward that is the anticipation that everybody's membership agreements would get more germane and equal if you will but this will be the last boise state separate negotiation for television rights so then in response to that boise state ad kurt apsey uh said we will not support any change to this provision and are in the process of weighing our options to move forward. So the point is, is that this negotiation is a significant one in favor of Boise State. It is inequitable to the rest of the league, but it does allow Boise State significantly more money for football in particular, and they have seemed to use those resources fairly well from a competitive standpoint and continue to be a top 25 team in the nation perennially, even out of the Mountain West. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. The question, though, 
culture, because all we care about here is the FCS. If Boise State leaves and they go to perhaps the AAC, the American, okay, and there is a void, an opening in the Mountain West for a school to be in it, is there any reason to think that a Montana school or perhaps North Dakota State would fill that void? Well, there's, there's to me, I, I think that the same parameters and the same premise still exists with the Montana Board of Regents that has always existed, and that is that there they, will there will be no breaking up of the state institution. So there will yeah. be not one Montana school that's filling the Mountain West. If it was one, it would have to be both. Yeah. And I think that right now, I don't think <laughs> in especially for so many people listening on the Missoula radio waves in the cruelest of ironies, it's Montana that would be holding the move back, not Montana state. And that has not been, that wouldn't have been the case when they were exploring this move to the whack some 10, 15 years ago. It's two tell new one is one or two nine ESPN radio. Let me ask you this in a different sense though. I sat here and argued with you throughout the playoffs and into the national championship that the dynasty that is the North Dakota state bison is a net positive for FCS football. But if they were to go to the Mountain West, it's it's a net positive for FCS football from a fan interest broadly nationally perspective. Okay, that's where it's a that's until, where to me it's until, a net positive. I think I agree until now. But my question is like if they is, just continue to win, it's not positive. I mean yeah, I, I think there is a point where there's diminishing returns and maybe we're approaching that. And if they were to leave and go to the Mountain West do you think that would be inspiring to other teams in the FCS in insofar as, well, now it really is anybody's game again, or maybe now James Madison is who it, or whatever the thing is, but, but that, 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 that team has moved on and left the, the, the rest of the nation to this level of football and an opportunity that maybe a lot of teams didn't feel like they had. I mean, there's a lot of teams that had semifinal aspirations mm-hmm. and did not have national championship aspirations. Totally. I'm not talking about Montana State. I'm talking about a, I'm talking about tens, dozens of teams potentially who are like, hey, I think we could have a really good team, a team that could go on a run to Fargo <laughs> at some point. Right. You know, and then that's, that's it. I, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think that it would. I think that there's. I think there's only half a dozen schools that are really in the mix right now as true national powers. Maybe as many as ten, but I think the majority of those schools don't want to ascend to the mountaintop because North Dakota State left. I'll speak for the Montana schools. I can. I I know that that Montana and Montana State, Bobby Houck wants more than anything to, to be the, the person yeah, to be yeah. the person that ends the North Dakota State rivalry. Yeah. I mean, the first thing he said at the selection show at the press box after the Cacarys game was, "Well, I'm disappointed we're not on the same side of the bracket as North Dakota State, but I I'm, I'm happy that we're in the tournament and that we got a seed." And someone said, "Well, why are you disappointed you're not on the same side of the bracket as North Dakota State?" He said, "We want to play them." That's it. We want to play them. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a twofold situation with Montana State because, as Jeff Choate said, they got to see the elephant when they got shellacked, and then they got way better, and they got to see the elephant again, and the elephant's just as big and stomped them almost just as bad. But 
there's so much institutional momentum that's going to go into any of these scenarios that we're talking about, whether it's catching North Dakota State or moving up or moving to a different conference. And the fact of the matter is that Montana State has a distinct institutional momentum right now from the college to the community, everything that's happening on campus, everything that's happening off campus. Missoula has a little bit of momentum in the community right now Mm -hmm. in terms of economic growth, new jobs coming to town, tech firms coming to town offering 21st century good jobs. But the school itself is still stuck in terms of momentum, and that has to change before any of these conversations can be had. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't think that Montana or Montana State, and certainly the, the, the pair, would be going to the Mountain West. I don't think they would be benefited, frankly, by going to the Mountain West. Um, and so, but I do think that, look, if, if some schools or coaches or whatever are, would be unhappy with North Dakota State moving up before they had, you know, their chance to, to go, you know, to go play them to topple the empire, or whatever, however you want to put it. Um, I think that it would be an interesting new landscape, you know, in in uh, in FCS football, and you know, who knows who knows how close any of this actually is to happening. I don't even know how long this rights deal lasts. I mean, it, it's well, probably several years. Right, and we also need to talk about the when fact about I mean, like, the fact is when you're talking about this, this potential spat or divide between the Mountain West and Boise State, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the Mountain West is going to do whatever it takes to keep Boise State around. It's their cash cow. Well, and that's and that's why it's somewhat surprising to me for an uh, for a, a commerce commissioner to sort of I mean he didn't have to say any of this stuff and and chose to say yeah this will be the last time we do this for Boise State you know I mean if, if this feels like there's more going on here than just a commissioner trying to make the league more equitable this feels yeah it's like a state of society man. No, no, no. You no, have no, no. to prop up the best for the best to be able to be the best. Everybody that's the best needs to have the support of everyone else. Uh, imagine <laughs> if the they, rest <laughs> of the administrators don't support Boise State. Right. Why, though? Why is that? Because they're because in other of places. all the favors that they've gotten. Okay. I agree with that. But imagine. Uh, so it's so much different in non power conferences because the, the powers that be are so, they're so relatively new, right? Imagine if anyone in the ACC or any decision through the ACC was doing anything to hinder any sort of progress or favoritism for Duke or North Carolina. It's not happening. That's what I, I understand that, and I and I just think I just think that this, this conferences like the Mountain West and the Big Sky need to understand that this is not about an even playing field. The dispar- the disparity in budgets is so vast between the top and the bottom that the league just, the leagues just need to figure out if you aren't spending the money, get out of here. We're not going to do anything to help. But you. the disparity is vast because one team over the other ten has a contract that the other ones don't. I understand, but that's because they're the ones that earned it. They deserve it. I'm there not- is no such thing as a contract like Boise State got for San Jose State. It doesn't exist because they aren't good. They're not putting the effort in to be good. I'm not even arguing that point with you. What I'm saying is, Boise State did this because, and Texas the same thing. I mean, they got their whole own they can have television station. Totally. So that look, if you if you have the following and the resources to do that and the leverage to do that, then go right ahead. 
What I'm saying is then for the commissioner of the conference to come out and say, no, 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 we're not doing this for them again. We're not doing them any more favors. This feels personal. I feel like there's something going on here between the commissioner and whether it's a president, whether it's an athletic director or whether that, you know, just institutional whatever, where this is is this is not about, oh, we're just trying to be equitable here. Like there, this seems motivated to me for some reason. And I have no idea what that is. But it's just my own perception of why you would come out and do something like this or say something like that. I also think that at the end of the day, the Mountain West, without Boise State in it from a football standpoint, loses huge appeal. Huge appeal. I mean, Boise State is a team that that carries with it uh, a, a, a name brand, a following, and a quality of football that is just not replicated anywhere else in their conference. Sutel Nuanas. 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. We'll take a quick break. On the other side, Fallon Frege, Montana State women's basketball senior. She is uh, averaging just about 13 points for the Lady Cats, who are the number one team in the Big Sky Conference right now. She joins us live right after this. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. But with the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. We got out to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. We welcome in senior transfer from North Dakota to the Montana State Bobcats women's basketball team, averaging almost 13 points a game for the number one team in the Big Sky right now. Fallon Frigi joining us. Fallon, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, we're doing very well, Fallon. We have had an ongoing debate about uh, the pronunciation of your last name. <laughs> we would like a definitive answer on this, but I'm also told that your grandmother maybe even says your last name even different than you do. So if there's if there's inconsistency within the family, I don't know how I'm going to get it right. But please yep. help us help us here on this. All right. So family wise, Friggy, um, like a refrigerator with an E, but. Sports world, my entire life, it's been Fridgy. So, oh, so do we? Like, are we? Do we have like a place at Thanksgiving if we go Fridgy with this? <laughs> <laughs> Probably for drama. Okay, <laughs> I mean that's it. that's all I needed to know. Fallon Fridgy joining us, boys and girls uh, from from Bozeman. Fal- I, I oh, feel I feel the pain because. Your last name is only six letters long. It shouldn't be that hard. My last name, Nuanez, is only six letters long. Nunez. It has been. It's either been butchered as Nunez or Nuanez my whole life. But also, though, half of my dad's said side of the family says Nuanez, not mm. Nuanez. Nuanez. She doesn't care about Spanish your problems, Coulter. I'm just saying it's so interesting how uh, the way that families, the, the names just evolve over they time. Do. They do. Absolutely. Um, 
All right. Well, Fallon, thank you for being here. Thank you for clearing yeah. this up for us. And uh, congratulations already on an outstanding senior year. Tell us, you were playing at North Dakota. North Dakota, uh, a great player, by the way, uh, at North Dakota. They decided to, uh, you know, switch conferences. The school did. I don't know how much that played into it. But what was the impetus for saying, you know what, I want to transfer, go to Montana State and, and keep playing basketball in the big sky? Yeah, ultimately, it just was um, some tough times with my head coach. Um, it was just a lot of behind-the-door stuff, a lot of uh, mind games, manipulation, things like that. And um, that was from the start when I first got there. But, of course, as a freshman, you're told it's normal, you know, and finally speaking up to him, and he's just telling you that's how it is everywhere. you got to be tough, you know, whatever. So believe it. Um, and then sophomore year, it was the same way, and it was – you know, just being told once you're older, when you're a captain, it will be different. Um, I believed it. Again, you know, we had a pretty good team my sophomore year, and I was really set to leave at Christmas. Um, but I was starting with four seniors, and they went through tough four years with him. So I just felt um, I definitely could stick it out for them. We were winning. We were playing well. It was fun. They were great, great mentors and leaders for me. Um, so stuck it out. And then my junior year, things just really weren't changing. It was tough. Um, Lexi and I. Lexi Clavo and I were great friends, you know, roommates, everything, and it was just getting pretty tough. Um, and, you know, basketball-wise, we were the captains and leaders. You can, you know, have all the stats you want, but I just still wasn't happy, and it was just mentally so challenging, and I just knew um, that it couldn't be like this everywhere. So after my junior year, uh, I had an injury uh, late on with my ankle. I was out for almost three weeks, three and a half, and um, I just felt like, through that whole thing, uh, getting me back the week before a conference tournament, I just didn't feel like my potential and best interest for my game and everything was even an option to him. So I just kind of clear cut it that this was not going to work out for another year. So I knew I had one year left and was just going to take the chance that there would be a Division One school that would want me. Um, and then obviously talking to junk mine a little bit. Um, just, you know, saying, yeah, I mean, Riley Norgard, Peyton, all of those girls, Jasmine, even. Um, just constant communication with them my whole way through at UND and obviously playing them twice a year. And they're just telling me like, no, it is not like this everywhere. This isn't normal. Um, so I always had a connection and communication with the Montana state girls and just loved coach Ben in high school and recruiting process. And they really just made it clear that she was the same coach four years later. Um, so definitely knew coming here would be a really safe option. And I really didn't talk to any other D1 schools. I had a lot of calls and offers and messages and whatnot, but I just wanted to go somewhere where I for sure felt safe and knew obviously every coach would hear what I went through and tell me what I wanted to hear to get me at their school. And I didn't want to have to do that. I didn't want to have to try to sort through with their being honest, if that's really how it is and all that kind of stuff. So uh, Montana State definitely was the top school in my mind, knowing if I was going to transfer, I would definitely want to be here. And perfect timing, I think, of God's plan, just when UND transferred out and went to the Summit League, being able to stay in the Big Sky Conference and transfer in the Big Sky Conference is pretty rare. So I feel very lucky and blessed that, um, I guess, time-wise, how it worked out was meant to be. And now that I'm here, and I did get two great years here and one year to play, and our season's going well. So absolutely, it's all worth it. Well, thanks for all the small talk, but what really happened? <laughs> no, I'm just playing with you. Go ahead. But, but Fallon, true, 
Coach Benford, Trish Benford, is is one of our all all time favorites. We love Trish on this show. She has been with us many times. I've spent eleven years of my career covering Trish, and she's been nothing but gracious and honest and real with us in our seat. And so, how refreshing is it for you to not only play for a coach like her, but also play on this great team? Because watching you guys, I watched your whole game on Saturday against Idaho State, and I think you said it best when my brother was interviewing you after the game. You guys have about seven or eight girls on this team that maybe could score 20 points in the game, but you guys aren't doing that. You guys are uh-huh. sharing the ball. I mean, it seems like the chemistry is amazing. So for you on a personal level, how refreshing has this season been for you from a basketball perspective? Yeah, it definitely has. Having coaching staff that <clears throat> genuinely um, really care about you as more than just a basketball player. And I obviously had that with some of my coaches at UND, but just the whole coaching staff here definitely has that mindset, and they just really make want to make sure you're good off the court too. And I just think that's what truly allows you on the court to take those levels up and um, definitely makes it a lot easier. College sports are not easy by any means. So mentally in the mental health world and just being confident in your skill set, I think just really um, how Coach Ben works the system with all of this, I just think she gets our absolute best out of us because of the off-court work and relationships and all of that. So coming to a team like this that has the coaching staff piece there and then the skill set of all the girls and like I said, there definitely is, you know, seven of us that could get the ball every possession if we wanted and make a play and be scoring 20, but that wouldn't be winning us big games and winning us championships and stuff like that. And I truly believe everyone is so bought into that. And I mean, obviously there's times and nights where people have hot hands, get him, get him the ball, but just all around, I think that even when I would play MSU, that they were one of the hardest teams to beat because all the starters just really averaged, you know, eight to 10 points. And there wasn't just one girl you had to shut down, um, and that was just a big part, too, of coming here. I knew that it wasn't going to have to be putting everything on my shoulders or else we weren't going to win. And I was just really excited to play, just to play, you know, and get the looks when they come and not have to try create stuff every time. So absolutely refreshing, like you said. And it's just been so much fun and just such a whole new mindset towards college basketball with being here. And the story has been unique this year, too, because coming into this year, even though you had to sit out last year because of the transfer, you were the preseason Big Sky MVP and people around the league knew you, even though you're coming from a school that had left the league, but coming to a school that has been so competitive in the league. So a two-part question. First of all, how, how do you think you, that you've approached handling the pressure of being the Big Sky MVP? And what has been being back in the Big Sky at a, at a different place been like for you? Yeah, so the preseason um, MVP thing, honestly, was really shocking. I didn't. I don't really get caught up in that stuff, so I really didn't give much thought to it or even any of those preseason accolades. And I just think the preseason ones are so silly. I mean, they're really going off of the last year's statistics and what they assume your work ethic's going to be all year and how you're going to – you know, I just – I don't get why there's preseason stuff, but besides, I guess, team ranking. Because we um, have to have a job, Fallon. <laughs> that's why. We, we need this stuff, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, it was – I. I guess a great honor. Um, really surprised me even as a lot of people, I'm sure. But um, that stuff just really doesn't matter to me. Uh, I will say, though, it just did help mentally for me knowing that other coaches in the Big Sky did recognize me. That was a hard mental part at UND. I just felt really limited sometimes. And um, I guess my skills and what I was trying to bring to the team wasn't always utilized. So that really helped me just know that other coaches do see all the small stuff, you know, they do see all the things you do. It's not necessarily just because of points and rebounds, but just, you know, the intensity, the effort and all that. And that's something that just really was kind of um, negatively, I guess, talked about a lot of UND between my coach and I. So 
it was it was just yeah there was definitely a lot of thankfulness in that about beyond just the honor just the title of that just knowing that other coaches definitely see that in me and obviously my own coaches was really a big piece I think in my mind of kind of healing I guess you could call it confident boost all that um because I obviously know what I can do but that gets tough when you play for someone for three years and just get told you're not those things at times so that was really special um but statistically you know all that it was never like I, I know people have said to me, do you feel pressure now? Like you need to do things and produce MVP numbers. And I guess, I guess some people probably would think that, but to me, it's just all about making sure the team's at their best. And to me, that's like what an MVP does. You know, make sure the whole team is clicking and the whole team is where they need to be so that we're winning a championship. At the end of it, I just want to really more energy playing as a team. And, um, you know, the individual accolades don't really matter to me at all. I, you know, I have, I had those before at UND, and those aren't what make you happy. So winning and being with a great team and having great chemistry is way more satisfying and fulfilling. Um, but playing, the second part you said, playing in the Big Sky now on a different team, I would just say the most interesting part is probably just how we, you know, do film and scout on different teams. That's a little bit different. Um, and I guess the game planning on the court stuff, um, Coach Ben really just sticks to what we've always done and we kind of go through some of their sets and just how we're going to guard some actions where at UND it was very extensive of every play go walking through and there's pros and cons to both obviously but it is just different you know the first couple of conference games I was just like wait is this all is this all we're doing to prepare you know but <laughs> I see pros and cons of both I really do um doesn't don't overthink too many things just play basketball and I love that but I also think there was definitely a lot of games when I was younger and didn't know how to get through screens and understand how to do a lot of things at the college level those very slow walkthroughs were great but now I think I definitely maybe could do it without those so how Coach Ben does it is great um, other things just traveling you know staying in hotels places to eat um, just the flow of all that stuff is different and every time you know we just went to Eastern and you know just I just think of the hotel we always would stay at and the, the restaurants would always eat at and all that stuff so it's fun it's fun for sure in fact, you know, I always text Lexi, Claire, my old teammate, playing in Belgium now, and I always text her different things or whatever, you know, like, you'll never guess what we just, like, we just got to go shopping at the mall, you know, <laughs> like, stuff like that. And she's just like, are you serious? You know, so, it's, um, it's definitely different, but in a good way. Fallon Fridgey joining us, uh, senior for Montana State uh, women's basketball team, and Montana State eight and one on top of the Big Sky Conference uh, right now, nine games in, and playing at the University of Montana on Saturday afternoon. And Fallon, uh, last last question for you, we'll get you out of here, but you've played the Lady Grizz, you've played the University of Montana, but you've never played in the Cat Grizz game. So, yeah. what, what, how how excited are you about this opportunity on Saturday to be, you know, kind of in the in-state rivalry for the first time? Yeah, I'm very excited. You know, I think that's a big part of just being a relentless competitor. And I just feel like my whole life, the big the big rivalry games are something that really just get me hyped and excited. And obviously being from North Dakota, playing in North Dakota against North Dakota State was a big one. But even just being here, I've felt it for sure in the last two years, just how much this community supports the or the Cats and how much Missoula supports the Grizz. And it's just really exciting to be a part of. And obviously... It's so much bigger than just winning the game. You know, this plays into <laughs> so much of it, just bragging rights and college stuff and recruiting and, you know, the whole nine yards of all of it. And um, 
at UND, definitely Montana State and Montana were two of our favorite games to play in. Um, great atmospheres, great teams. So now to be still playing them, but playing for MSU is definitely a pretty cool experience. I never liked playing the Grizz when I was at UND, and I know I'll definitely still not like playing them now. Um, but their gym's exciting. That crowd is so fun to play in, you know, to shut them up and just get stops and scores and the whole works of that and the rivalry. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited. I've been counting down the days for sure. Well, Fallon, thank you so much for being with us. It was great, great talking with you. We appreciate it very much, and we're looking forward to the game on Saturday. Okay, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Fallon Friggy, senior on the Montana State Bobcat women's uh, team. Right now, the best team, men's or women's, in the big sky, 8-1. and one. They got the best record out of everybody, and uh, Fallon, a huge reason of that. And uh, What an what a interesting interview also. You know, I mean – very, very honest. And uh, we talk about this with a lot of people, but I think that it's some somewhat lost that Division One basketball more often than not is, is an enormous grind. And sometimes that grind's not for everybody. There's some coaches that embrace the grind and also find the joy and the fun. Travis DeCure is a great example of that. There's also other coaches that can't, get away from the grind and it's all about the misery and they pitch nothing but perseverance to their players persevere through how bad this sucks right and that's just a horrible way to live i mean you don't the to go thing, to the mall or anything the one, i mean the, that's the one thing though yeah. that's the point i'm getting at though yeah. is the one thing that i will give trisha binford so much credit for i mean every coach has their strengths and weaknesses and sh- she's certainly not perfect but her ability to make almost every player in her program maintain their joy for the game I know so many people that have played Division One basketball, men's and women's, that when their career is over, they never touch a basketball again. They can't even stand the thought of touching a basketball again. And part of that's because they can't find competition level as high as what they were used to playing in. But the other thing is you just get so worn out on the sport. And yeah. I think that the best testament you could give to Trisha Benford is how much she loves the game and how much she passes that along to her players and how the experience in total is not one of mental erosion like balance preaching was just talking about it's one of like love and fun and regardless of if you win the big sky every year or not who cares it's 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 very similar to robin selvig right what did robin selvig always make it about defense it was about defense and playing hard and playing for something bigger than yourself but it was also about family and that's why the lady grizz have been so special because the lady grizz family is it's so widespread and omnipresent uh the lady cats playing the lady grizz saturday afternoon the lady grizz though they got a home game before that that is on this Thursday against Portland State, Thursday evening. We got four tickets for you, 329-1899, 329-1899. See the Lady Grizz and Portland State playing basketball in the uh, uh, next home game for uh, the University of Montana women's team, 329-1899, four tickets for you right here, right now. Go to the Polaris New Year's sales event is on and now is the time to find your perfect ride at Kurtz Polaris with financing as low as 3.99% APR for 36 months and savings up to $3,500. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula and on Highway 83 in Sealy. The mountains are full of snow and Kurtz has all the best machines, apparel, and accessories to take full advantage of the season. Online at KurtzPolaris.com the most fun you can have in snow. Kurtz Polaris winter awaits. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and 
secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Stu Morrill's new episode going to be released. Episode three, Stu Morrill, uh, uh, outstanding uh, conversation with uh, the longtime five-year head coach at the University of Montana, then on to Colorado State, and then on for a long tenure at Utah State. But we got to talk to him. So we'd like to play a little snippet for you. It's brought to you by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot is building a high-capacity fiber network to connect businesses and homes to the world. Visit goblackfoot.com for more information. Culture, it's also brought to us by our friends over at the Stockman's Bar. They, uh, well, they've been a big part of Montana basketball for many, many years. The SBG, Stockman's Bar and Grill, that's what the coaches used to call it back in the day. That was their code word, hey, meet at the SBG. Mm-hmm. And uh, no longer the grill part at Stockman's, but they do have Dobie Teriyaki, the back, sure. which is a delicious addition, and $3 draft beers all day and all night. So head on down to Stockman's Bar anytime. You can also... Get your home bought, sold, any real estate needs you have from Berkshire Hathaway. Mike Bryan, Gary Bryan from the Bryan team, as well as Mike Nugent from Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate. They understand the stress that comes with buying a home, and they are here to help you anytime, anywhere. Berkshire Hathaway, your local real estate experts. Enjoy this teaser with Stu Morrill. There is a lot more resources at a lot of different schools and a lot of different conferences than there are in the Big Sky Conference and at Montana. But when you first left Montana to go to Colorado State, what sort of things did you realize that had been a challenge maybe you didn't acknowledge was a challenge at Montana when you left? I think I knew that job pretty well uh, after after 13 years being in that program. And one thing that I always tell people is that I had more pressure as a head coach at Montana than I did anywhere else in my coaching career. And they look at me like, really? And I say, yeah, at the time we had a one-year renewable contract. <laughs> You know, and if you got four little kids and you got a one-year renewable contract, that's some pressure. And Judd had had such a great thing going that each one of us that followed in that tradition and had to continue to win at a high level, you felt the pressure of that. And it motivated you, and it was positive in a lot of ways, but it was always there that, hey, I, I got to get it done here. We got to have success. It doesn't just happen automatically. People think that, Oh boy, we you know we always win in basketball in Montana. That's because there's been a really good program and a you know a lot of good people have gone through that as players and coaches at the university. So just a chance to recruit at a higher level, play in in a, a league where there were at the time more bids to the NC2A tournament. You know, it, it uh, when you're in a one bid league, it, you can have a really good team and not get to the dance and anymore. Everybody wants you to be in the NC2A tournament. Uh, when I left Colorado State and went to Utah State, it was because I felt we had a better chance to win our league, and we were able to go to the NC2A tournament eight times. And 
um, you know, and and so that proved to be true. But there were there were just a whole lot of factors that told me that common sense is you need to take the Colorado State job, even though your heart says you don't want to leave Missoula. There you go, Stu Morrill. A little uh, snippet for you from uh, Stu Morrill. The full episode, Grizz Grace, the Coaching Tree, Episode 3, coming out this evening. Brought to us, again, by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot building a high-capacity fiber network to connect businesses and homes to the world. Visit goblackfoot.com for more information. And Coulter's so interesting that he's like, no, Montana's the most high-pressure job. It's the toughest job. And it's it's so interesting. When us, again, on a one-year contract at that time, still three, no, no picnic for coaches now. But uh, that's one big reason he took the Colorado State job as he got into. It's one of the great dichotomies of Mo- the University of Montana as a whole because yeah. it is in football, in the in the revenue sports, it's the, the mo- one of the most high-pressure jobs, especially in the insulated nature of the community, in all of college sports. Yeah, no doubt. And, but then it also comes with a lack of resources compared to so many other places, as well as you're not going to get paid as much. So it's it's crazy the pressure that you are under without maybe the resources. But that, I think, is why this Grizz Greats coaching tree is so amazing, because they all learned how to do it without having. So then when they had, they were so good. Well, listen to uh, episode three coming out this evening again, brought to us by Mike Nugent and the Bryant team at Berkshire Hathaway, and Stockman's Bar, formerly Stockman's Bar and Grill. Big part of it. Boys and girls, we appreciate that. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Have a wonderful, wonderful Tuesday evening, ESPN Radio. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.